Hi, I'm David. I'm the Dungeon Master. Hi, I'm Paul. Sherlock Gnomes. This is Rob. Playing Talon. This is Sean. Who plays Thaddeus. And this is Josiah, a.k.a. Azir. I want to thank everyone for listening and give a special shout out to all our Patreons out there. Uh, we have a lot of fun making the show for you all, and the truth is, we'd make it even if no one listened. With that said, your feedback and contributions go a long way towards encouraging us to find even more ways to embarrass ourselves for your entertainment. If you get value out of the show, we ask that you think about giving a little value back. One way you can do that is by donating to our Patreon at patreon.com slash roll to hit. If you'd rather get some loot in exchange for your support, check out our store at shop.spreadshirt.com slash the commentist where you can get a roll to hit t-shirt of all things. Of course, if you can't afford to part with even a single copper piece, we totally understand. Everyone can help out by rating us on iTunes or sharing the podcast with your friends and network. Thanks for your consideration. And now the show. funeral. His father, Perrin, was abducted by some monks. Talon saw them, passed them off to another man who rode him out of town. Theravolt, before killing himself in disgrace, looked through Seidel's notes and gave you a map to Oris's last known location. The last reported whereabouts of a moonblade being used was an errand lad. This really is the middle of nowhere. Uh, you finally make it to the entranceway where this abandoned fairground should be. The pennants on the rope wrap around your necks. That just rips it off with great favor and it just kind of falls to the ground. The cauldron is a mimic, so his ear runs over it, kicks it again, and goes flying through the air. And you, when from the dunk tank, this water weird comes out, swirls a little bit more, and then just kind of stops moving. You don't think it likes to be out of the water. That is, he's going straight to the high striker strongman game. And as he strikes the mallet, he goes flying 23 feet in the air. <laughs> Sherlock, you were over at the archery booth when suddenly all the arrows rise up and spin towards you. They're coming at you very, very slowly. <laughs> a giant tornado opens up. As from the gates of it falls this horrible, giant, skeleton horse, and then crashes. You think it may have been a nightmare at some point, but <laughs> now it's just the skeleton. All of you put a coin in to get your fortune told. A picture pops out. Talon, yours has a man in a cell with glowing eyes in the shadows. Sherlock, a small man is talking to a bush. Thaddeus, you are vomiting over some ledge. Izir, yours is a picture of all four of you, standing in a doorway, looking shocked. The top half is light, and the bottom half is dark. You see the paint just kind of erupt out as these whiskers pop out of his face. <laughs> and Thaddeus' nose conforms into this cat's nose. I can smell really well now. I think I've got advantage on smell checks. The three of you go to the mirror. Azir, with your giant head, you feel your intelligence increasing by one. Well, with your tiny arms, your strength decreases by one. And Sherlock, with your giant stomach, your constitution increases by one. But with your tiny feet, your dexterity decreases by one. Oh, no. That is, with your giant face, add one to your wisdom. But with your weird body, you have minus one to charisma. So basically, this thing has been deserted for, like, hundreds of years. All right, uh, what's left? Um, caricatures. Caricatures. Let's and go caricatures. kids' playroom. All right, so you guys walk into the caricature thing. There's an easel. There's no one behind it. I put a coin in. Uh, 
I want to draw myself like super awesome. Like there's no pens of anything. It's just an easel. I sit down. All right. So Sherlock sits down in front of it, and I say, "I'm playing a guitar in front of a really a sold out audience." <laughs> so so Sherlock says that, and then nothing's happening. He kind of peers around to look at the uh, frame, the canvas, and then feels the sucking. Oh, oh God! And he, he can actually see like this colorful like life going out as it's zooming into the frame, going, "Oh God!" and it zooms in. And and then there's this very crappy stick figure <laughs> <laughs> with a beard. And you go, oh, my God. And you run your hands. And your beard is like a week's length longer. You think, you think you've think you aged a week. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Dun, dun, dun. You think that's bad. Try 10 years. <laughs> and it's possible that your soul is stuck in that canvas. A week's worth of soul. <laughs> I'm gonna. So it's just a stick figure of me. Yeah. I'm gonna rip it off and take it with me. Okay. Anyone else want to get their soul sucked out for? A... I mean, the, <laughs> the, the, the canvas is gone. You tore it off. Okay. Uh, kids' room, romper room. Yeah. <laughs> there's a bunch of kid skeletons in there. <laughs> 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 you guys, we're in the kids' playroom. The room. It's bigger. It's not to be cliche. It's bigger on the inside than the outside. <laughs> you walk in, completely black except for a spotlight, dead center is this motionless child's doll with white eyes and a cracked figure. That's fucking creepy. I'm out. You guys figure it out. I'm leaving. <laughs> it's here immediately leaves. I don't do dolls. I don't do clowns. Burn it down. <laughs> Callan goes, nope. And just fire. <laughs> as, uh, as it's burning around, you're going, oh, geez, it's, you're burning. And this time, you, you want to make sure that this, this thing is destroyed. So you're all waiting outside watching the embers just... <laughs> the ash joins the stars in the sky. And sure enough, you can see the twisted porcelain cracking and melting and burning in the fire as it's slow everything just kind of melts into the ground as it should be very good so I give Talon a high five two tents you're welcome and I I give him like a you know one of those chin up (laughs) nods so the fairground area is like this open area with much larger attractions you can see there's Bolin's Spook House O'Hara's Hall of Mirrors there's a little mini golf area (laughs) there is a gazebo with some music playing from it the Pratt Tilt Yard which is where there's jousting ooh and a hedge maze. Mini golf. I'm mini going golf. mini golf. The course is a mini, but there's a couple like, uh, you know, the normal hazards. There's like Sand a, traps. A, a polar bear hazard, a lion, <laughs> a windmill, a drawbridge, a T-Rex, a mushroom, an alligator, and there's a clown. Oh, fucking clowns. So you guys show up. There are perfectly laid down four putters with four differently colored balls, each one matching your motif. So mine's a smiley face. <laughs> <laughs> Sherlock's is orange, Thaddeus's is, is green, Azir's is blue, and Talon's got this cool scaly dragon on it. Yeah. <laughs> nice. I take the scaly dragon and I was like, I think this one's for me. <laughs> Just Alright, let's play around a minute ago. So, you guys all in unison, unison, pick up your clubs, and as soon as you do, you see every single attraction just turn towards you. Slowly put down. <laughs> yep, I, I will put my club down. Okay. Talon, Thaddeus, uh, I'm going to charge at them. And just swing the club at them. So Talon... <laughs> wait, 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 wait. No, no, no. I'm going to putt first <laughs> and then charge them down. All right. Make a dexterity. 12. Uh, so Talon hits the ball, kind of hits a bounce off a couple things. It's like almost halfway to the hole. It wasn't very good. And then you're going to take full charge. Yep. All right. So your first round was wasted putting. Everyone else roll for initiative. <laughs> Oh my god. Oh my. Seven for Sherlock. Four for Thaddeus. 
Six for Azir. Six for Talon. So Talon is going to go second anyway. Uh, Sherlock, Polar Bear, Lion, Windmill, Clown, Drawbridge, T-Rex, Mushroom, Alligator. They all turn towards you. Are they moving? No, they've just turned. I'm going to just walk away. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so you slowly just walk away. You go, all right, guys, I'm going to go to the uh, Hall of Mirrors or something. <laughs> See you guys. <laughs> it is now Azir's turn. I ready an attack. All right. If one of those silly things moves towards me, I'm going to beat the shit out of it, especially <laughs> that clown. So you're going to, well, you can't move and, and attack. No, you're not. Yeah. I, so I, just I, if it gets I, in your melee range. Yep, if it, okay. if it, <laughs> Thaddeus goes before Talon because he putted. <laughs> um, so they're not moving. They still haven't moved Correct. after um, They've just turned. Sherlock went. Well, I guess I don't want to leave you guys in the lurch. I'm going to dodge. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so Thaddeus gets ready to dodge as all of them in unison take one step towards all of you, including like the drawbridge. The drawbridge just like detaches from the house and it's just skipping along. <laughs> and the windmill. <laughs> the windmills slowly turning. Like Tars from Interstellar. Ah! Spoilers! <laughs> I haven't seen it yet! I haven't Finally, he got me. Back atop of the order, Sherlock, you left. So, <laughs> so, uh, Azir. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna put my club down and, and leave. It's so, <laughs> Azir puts the club down and leaves. Talon, it is now your turn. Your ball is a couple feet away. You could uh, hypothetically putt and not and not be within range of the people. Yeah, I'm through. <laughs> I'm gonna putt. Okay, so Talon putts again. Dex check. Twenty-one. All right, Talon knocks it. It bounces off the polar bear and goes into the hole. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> um, you, you go over to retrieve it. Your ball's gone down some chute, so possibly the second hole. You don't know. Um, and there's a ticket in the hole. Nice. Take the ticket. Okay. Thaddeus, it's your turn. You're, you're dodging. going to walk away. All right, so Thaddeus leaves. All the other things take one more step. Sherlock and Zero are both gone. Talon, it's just you in there now. Plain, plain mini golf. Can I, uh... Can I, uh... <laughs> well, I have no ball now, right? Yes. Uh, can I shoot a firebolt at the clown and then run away? Yep. <laughs> How many spell slots do you have? Those are cantrips. Oh, 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 no, that missed. Uh, well, uh, 11. Not moving, really. Uh, and 11, it zooms, misses the clown. It just gets by his nose. It goes like, Ding! his funny nose. And he goes, <laughs> oh, God damn it. <laughs> and the town just goes, I'm out, and leaves. <laughs> yep. All right. So you guys have exited mini golf. You're kind of back at the uh, junction with the, the pole that has all the arrows to where to go for different things. Maze. 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 You want to maze? Corn? <laughs> So you guys show up to the maze. Uh, it's very large. Can I'm going to try it first. Can I get on Thaddeus' shoulders? <laughs> okay. <laughs> so Sherlock goes and hops on Thaddeus' shoulders. Anything of note? Any no, monsters it's or just, anything like it's, it's just a hedge maze. All right, I burn it into my memory. <laughs> okay. Let's go. I pick him up and put him on top of one of the hedges. <laughs> there's a straight and then there's a left and a right. Are we actually going to do this? Uh, just burn a hole straight through the middle, man. It's hedges. The one time... I want to try to finish the maze. All right. All right, Talon. There's straight, and then there's left and right. Right. So Talon goes straight, and he takes a couple steps and disappears. <laughs> okay. All right. On all of you just saw this. Talon? Talon? All right. Who wants to go now? We don't separate, so I'll fall into nothingness. <laughs> All right? So Azir walks a little bit. You guys watch. Then Azir disappears. All right. I do God it. damn it. <laughs> Let's go. Yeah. So you Third guys turn. You guys both walk. You're like a Banjo-Kazooie. I turn the shoulders. You walk. You disappear. So now all four of you reappear. You are two feet behind the hedge maze where you entered. <laughs> all right. 
Uh, going in and left. <laughs> so Talon runs in, and you see him disappear again and appear right next to you. <laughs> uh, going straight. So Talon walks straight, and no, every time he gets in the same spot, he just disappears and reappears two feet behind the entranceway. He keeps doing that. Whee! <laughs> I burn it down. <laughs> so it's 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 just a hedge maze. I mean, Talon sets fire to the hedge maze. <laughs> As he watches this, just it like zooming around, it goes and finds the center eventually, and it's just on fire. There's a huge fire now. This is a very old hedge maze, very dry. Uh, there's a very large fire now. <laughs> oh, great. I can't stress how large this <laughs> fire is. Where's the cauldron? <laughs> From the ashes comes the cauldron where you kicked it! That's <laughs> just putting out the fire left and right. Uh, so the hedge maze is now fully engulfed. I feel like we may have lost our element of surprise. <laughs> How's the mirrors? So uh, as you just kind of walk away from this burning inferno behind you. <laughs> Talon's burned more things here than he has like all game. <laughs> you walk into the Hall of Mirrors. You enter it. The Hall of Mirrors is completely destroyed and shattered. Just any Hall of Mirrors would gone. And out of the corner of your eye right now and then, you swear to God, you see men in white masks in the reflection of the mirror shards. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do the smell thing. Your smell is increased. Okay. Fine sense. <laughs> you can smell absolutely nothing in the air. Well, there you go. I'm going to take a potion. Wait, huh? You have a potion? <laughs> I have a potion. Plus seven, so I'm up to 23. Okay. Let's leave this. You guys leave the very lame and broken O'Hara's Hall of Mirrors. <clears throat> Joust. You guys can go to the Pratt Tilt Yard. So you show up to it. Everyone pays a coin to get into the Tilt Yard. I don't think I have any money left. I'll give, you, <laughs> I'll give you 10 gold. Thanks. And you look in the field, and you see uh, there are stables where the horses may have been, and the big open, open arena. Is there jousting equipment here? You don't see any as you're all looking around waiting for something. When the stables open up and riding out is this animated armor riding on the armor of a horse. Roll for initiative. Sherlock gets a eight. 22 for Talon. 7 for Thaddeus. 23 for Azir. That's right, so Azir's first as this animated armor with a lance on an animated armored horse is riding towards you. I mean, it's on a track, right? Like, I can't just move from the track? It burst out of the stables. Oh, I see. I'm going to throw a dart at it. Okay. <laughs> just like in uh, medieval times. <laughs> Destroy it. <laughs> Who's got the gun? All right. Um, here comes a dart. Dart, dart. Critical hit! <laughs> oh, man. So many darts. Six plus five is 11 dart damage. Piercing. Your dart goes straight through this animate armor, and you see it just kind of ping off the armor. Talents, your turn. Your Can turn. I, uh, so it's coming towards us? Yep. Can I just take out my bow staff and just, like, wind up and then just clock it when it comes near us? You could ready. Yeah. Oh, oh, no, no, no. I want to try to, like, poke it off like a lance. Okay. When they get here. Its lance is, is much longer than yours. <laughs> well, I'm going to stand... So it's, but it's on their right side, correct? Because they yes. go on the inside. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to stand to the outside and then just poke at it when it comes by. <laughs> okay. All right. So Talon's going to ready an attack against it as it runs towards him. The armor does indeed start going towards all of you. He is not fooled by Talon and moves his horse. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> as Talon... Uh, 15 to hit. Nope. No, 16. Okay. Uh, as it misses Talon and keeps on riding towards his ear, Rob, make an opportunity attack as he runs past uh, you. Nope, one, so I probably dropped it. <laughs> <laughs> 
Alan misses poorly as the animated armor zooms past it on his way to try to slam into his ear. Mm-hmm. 22 to hit. That is a hit. As the horse, as the armor itself smashes right into you for 7 damage. It's, it doesn't even trample you, it just hits you. Thaddeus, it's now in your area because it it's attacked his ear. Okay, I'll try and attack it. So I swing with my great sword. 22. That's a hit. Nine damage. And then can I attack again? Yes. 19. That's a hit. Nine again. All right, Sherlock, it's your turn. I'm going to stab him with my daggers. Uh, that is a 23 to hit. That's a hit. Five piercing damage. The horse might be whinnying. It makes no sound. Just the sound of metal on metal. Izir, it's your turn again. It's in your area. All right, I'm going to attack it with my quarter staff. 22. That's a hit. Six damage. All right, so as Azir hits him with his quarter staff, as he hits him with his bludgeoning attack, the armor kind of topples over to the side and crashes. And each piece of the armor is buzzing up and down. The pieces are bouncing slightly and smacking into each other. And you sit there for kind of a couple seconds as watching it in vain, trying to reassemble itself. I'm going to, like, kick them away from each other. Okay. Roll to kick. 24. That's definitely a hit. To kick. Six kicking. So Azir starts kicking the pieces away. They're just vibrating on the ground. His lance is on the ground as well. Okay. I've kicked them. Talon. Can I put it on? The, the armor? The armor? That's a terrible idea. <laughs> what piece are you going to pick up? What's there? Can I just oh. try to put a glove on, a gauntlet on? Yeah. So Talon takes this gauntlet, puts it on his hand, and it instantly reaches around his neck, and Talon is now choking himself. <laughs> Stop choking yourself. Stop it, choking is now, yourself. it is now the animated armor's turn. Uh, he's trying to squeeze harder around Talon's neck. Talon's forcibly fighting him off. Thaddeus, it's your turn. Okay, so, oh, okay, so the gauntlet is on him, yes. and then it's trying to do that. So, can I put on the other gauntlet? <laughs> yeah, that's my gauntlet. <laughs> uh, I mean, can I, like, can I pull his hand away from his neck? Yep. Does that work? Go, go and grapple, go and grapple the armor around Talon. Okay. You, you rip Talon's throat out. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> Uh, 11. Is there, is it a, what check is it? Yours is strength. Okay, so, um, 15. He fails. You manage to rip the arm away from Talon's neck. It's still kind of, uh, moving around in his hand. Sherlock, if you want to do something. So I assume maybe you can yeah, pull it yeah. off. Try to pull it off. So Sherlock, make a strength. Ooh, strength. Yeah, here we go, baby. <laughs> uh, nine. So... Uh, Sherlock gets his hand around the gauntlet, and now they're both just like having an arm wrestling contest, basically <laughs> in midair, while Thaddeus is holding it. Everyone's involved in this except Zaire is just watching. Zaire, just because Like at this point, Sherlock is just being like thrown around, hanging on to it, just kind of. <laughs> at least he didn't put the helmet on. <laughs> oh, it's my turn. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Is is the lance buzzing? Like no, no. I'm going to pick up the lance and stab the helmet. Okay. Let's pick up everything and we're just killing ourselves. I don't know. All right. The lance. So you need to... It's two-handed and you need to be five feet away from it to attack. <laughs> That's how lances work. Uh, um, okay. Maybe I, don't, maybe I shouldn't do this. I'm going to try to uh, like jump, stomp, and, and dent the helmet. Okay. I weigh 125 units. Make an athletics check against the helmet. I rolled a 10, minus 1. Uh, so you stop on it to no avail, and that's going to be your turn. Talon, you have a gauntlet on your arm. It's attacking all of your friends. Uh, can I try to take it off? Yes, so make a strength check against your own arm. <laughs> How do I do that? 
Uh, five. <laughs> uh, it's, it, it, it beats you with a six. <laughs> As now all of you have hands on uh, Talon's hand, except the zero is just stopping stuff. This is a, a, a big problem. As the armor is now going to try to attack, or I guess it's just going to try to attack anyone, frankly. Uh, it's going to try to attack Talon again with disadvantage. Uh, it, that one. So it, it critically misses Talon. Even though it's on its own arm, so it tries with such force to attack Talon, it flings itself off Talon's arm with its critical <laughs> miss, <laughs> and is now just lying, lying on, on the ground again, as all these pieces are still buzzing on the ground, just rattling back and forth. Yeah, uh, maybe we can like bury it or just leave, leave it. Have it or... Just like kick, just pick up that helmet and throw it like really far away. Yeah, I'm not gonna pick anything up. I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll kick it. I'll kick it. We'll get another flying helmet day. <laughs> uh, it's it's Thaddeus' turn, regardless. All right. Daddies. Um, kick it. Yeah, I guess I'll try and kick it then. All right, make an athletics check against the helmet. (laughs) Six. You guys are really bad at soccer. You're just kind of (laughs) fumbling around. Sherlock. Kick kick something as far away as I can. You can try to kick the helmet. It's eluded everyone so far. Yes. Dex? Uh, Athletics, Athletics? which is strength. Which is, yeah, minus Uh, whatever. Sixteen. So the weakest of you all finally squares up and just boots the helmet away as it topples over. All the other pieces are still vibrating. The helmet's just kind of far away in the corner of the jousting arena. Take that. <laughs> yeah, we, we got our revenge. <laughs> all right. So as you guys leave the, the, the tilt, there's a little ticket waiting for you outside the front for beating the guy in the joust. Yep. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Took all um, of us, but... And that took quite a while. Um, so uh, as Sherlock's picking up the ticket, he feels some poking, and these broken halves of arrows are currently poking Sherlock. <laughs> 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 there go. All right, and they, they, they again kind of lazily fall to the ground. And they, I see them slowly. <laughs> oh Pretty gosh. soon those uh, mini golf things are going to catch up with us, too. <laughs> It'll be like we'll get to Aureus five sessions like later. Clown is in the hallway. Spook house. You could go to the spook house that was past the mini golf. So you guys walk past the spook house. You actually can see the mini golf. You can see all of these hazards huddled around your guys' balls, mini golf balls, as they're just kicking them away <laughs> away from the hole. <laughs> can I? Can I uh, burn it down? No, I want to get all the balls in the hole. <laughs> You're gonna be there a while if you want to do that. You can try. They're all surrounded the balls right now. Yeah. yeah. They're all just they all just kind of move them and then wait for them to move at all and then like them kicking them brings them closer. So they're just kind of all smashed together doing everything they can to keep your golf balls out of the hole. As you walk past the distracted hazards to the spook house. So exiting the house on the left and re-entering it on the right is this tiny cart that's spinning on its own around a track. I'll get in. Yeah, we'll all get in. Sure. Sure. <laughs> okay. So all four of you Walk alongside the tiny cart. It doesn't stop for you, so you're like you're, you clumsily climb into it as it's moving. <laughs> the lap bar smacks Sherlock in the head as it closes around all the other guy's legs. Uh, Sherlock is not strapped in the spook house. As the doors enter to the spook house, they open. A series of strings drop down on your face. There might have been like bats or spiders attached to them at one time. As the cart makes its first turn, a coffin pops open as a menacing spring bounces in front of your face. <laughs> as you dip around another bend, there's a sign overhead that says, Can you survive the death drop? As you look ahead, you see a giant black hole 
The cart's not stopping as it inches closer, closer to the pit. And oh my God, it's so deep, you don't even know where it ends. If only it wasn't covered in some sort of animal shit, you'd swear it was three-dimensional. As the cart slowly and squeakily rolls over it as it turns around the bend. You're all very bored with the spook house. Uh, up ahead is a large corridor. The exit signs ahead. So clearly the ride's, the ride's a bit dilapidated. Um, but on your left and are surprisingly well-constructed ghosts. You see four floating humanoids with silky white oars around them. Okay. Uh, for some reason, they've been posed around a board game table. It looks like they're playing Chinese checkers. The animatronics seem to be glitchy because like, it moves its head towards you and then instantly get back at you again and seems to get stuck as the cart rolls by. You hear, what, what the hell? As the other three ghosts look up, their mouths are agape as you slowly crawl by them. <laughs> Wait a minute, what are people doing in here? I don't know, but weren't we supposed to do something if we saw anyone? Oh, it was so long ago, I don't have the foggiest idea what our orders were. <laughs> so you all just remain silent as the cart moves away? <laughs> it doesn't say anything, doesn't say anything. Oh, what? We're supposed to kill them? Oh, kill them? No, it was no, it was thrill them. Why else would it be in a carnival? No, 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 I remember distinctly... We're supposed to be guarding the whole block. Well, Mom, never mind. They're already gone. <laughs> Where were we? Oh, for the last bloody time, you don't remove marbles when they're jumped in stern hollow. This isn't normal drafts. God, I'm so tired of this game. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, the door swings open and oh closes forcefully. The cart comes to a complete stop in the entrance, and the lap bar swings up, hitting Sherlock in the head again. Do <laughs> we get a ticket? No. <laughs> that was so funny. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't, I don't think we need to ride that anymore. What do you guys say? All right, let's. You uh, want to go back and kill some ghosts? Ghosts? Nah. <laughs> Beat them in checkers, Chinese checkers. What's the last thing? The gazebo music. Yeah, musical gazebo. What's up, critters? This is Rob, aka Talon. So glad to hear that you're enjoying this season of Roll the Hit. We really appreciate all the love and the positive feedback that we've gotten from you. We'll be going to Gen Con later this year, so if you plan on going, shoot us a message and let us know. We'd love to meet you and hang out and possibly even play a session with you. I'm sure you've heard us talking about the live streams we do of D&D Adventurers League with the talented GM Tim. We recently started the newest season, which centers around the Curse of Strahd. Be sure to catch the whole session and join us in future sessions by searching for the commentist on youtube to get updates on when you can tune into our next live show make sure to subscribe once again thank you so much for listening and now back to the show you guys get out uh it's weighted weird so you, you knock the cart over as you get out and you're gonna head over to the musical gazebo so you hear this gazebo there's music playing from it up against a sign that says zebo's music gazebo and you get closer to it and you see there's a player piano playing this nice song. And then at the end, there's this horrible shattering noise it makes. And then plays again. The same loop. And then piercing, smashing sound. Just, it keeps like going the... off. Is it one of those pianos that's like, has that circular? Yeah, a, a player piano. It's playing itself. Right. Can we see like, on the, the thing, is there anything noticeable, noticeably different? You know how you can kind of like read where it's plucking the strings? No. There is, uh, it just has the normal, um, you, you load a cartridge to it that has all the little Can we things. open up the piano? Yeah, you, you get to it. So Sherlock walks over to it. He opens it with the back as it's playing. And this smashing thing goes off. And Sherlock grips his head as he fears like his brain being shattered. Make a constitution saving throw. 
which you have got, extra constitution, don't yeah, you? Yeah, but it didn't matter. To my, uh, <laughs> there we go, 17. So it doesn't rattle you, but you know what's going to happen in another 10 seconds. So you open it up, and you see just a normal, the normal machine itself. I as take out my dagger and cut the strings. <laughs> you're you're going to cut them? Yeah. All right, so you take out your dagger and try to cut piano wire. It's, it's not going too well. Oh, no. As you feel your dagger just get stuck into okay, it. Okay, then I'm done. And, and you, you take it out, and the dagger's now in it, and it's just going, do 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 This dagger's just wedged in the machine now and it's stuck on a single note now I close the thing okay alright one dagger left <laughs> well done thank you I think that kind of solved the problem <laughs> alright that was that's, everything that's, in, the, in, in the area there's nothing there's, else interesting there's no that. sign there's no oh and the, the piano no it's just, it's just a player piano that's currently stuck in one note as, the, as you hear the dagger getting crunched in this little uh, steamroller of a repeating roller should we smash it <laughs> sure smash it or burn alright Thaddeus go for it do I just do an attack I have my greatsword okay um 11 so Thaddeus takes it as greatsword and stand back everyone sits back and smacks it and like the Fonz the dagger pops out and it goes do 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 and it's playing absolutely fine now oh yes two daggers no this dagger's destroyed no one dagger it's in pieces so it's playing itself, hey. and the ticket comes out. <laughs> All right. Uh, maybe we should actually find Perrin or something. <laughs> Talk to the ghost. Is the hedge maze, hedge maze still burning? So mm. you walk back to the hedge maze <laughs> to make sure that everything is still there. Um, and there's just this bear there with a ranger uniform. He's just shaking his head. <laughs> <laughs> so you've burned down the whole hedge maze. Um, however... In doing so, the ash that's fallen, you notice these very obvious blank spots, as if the ash has been teleported away from where it once was. And even where in the middle, you see this mound, as if there's this big circular structure in the middle of the hedge maze. Uh, all right, let's try to navigate to the middle. So... Uh, <laughs> Wait, it's a mound of the ash? Or? Yeah, this, this ash, it looks oh. like it's pushed up against, it's like it's rising up. It, sh- it shouldn't logically be, be, be that way. Yeah. As if it's against some invisible object. So you guys are going to go through the... Mm-hmm. So you guys are slowly stepping over all the ash, making sure not to step in the teleportation squares. Yes. As you get to the middle, you're kind of feeling around. And sure enough, in the middle of this giant ashy hedge maze, you can feel the unmistakable feeling of a doorknob. Ooh! Uh oh! Yeah, we're gonna be supr- we're about to be surprised in a second. Should blow on it. <laughs> <laughs> Can we open it up? Is it unlocked? It's completely unlocked. Let's open it up. All right. Inside is an, a non-invisible, so an, a visible, uh, <laughs> a winding a winding staircase heading up. And we all look really surprised at the staircase. <gasps> the fortune it came true. No, it's more like it's more like a lighthouse, frankly, than a tower. It's just a staircase all the way up. There's nothing in there besides the staircase right now, going all the way up. Let's go up it. Okay. <laughs> all right. I'll take point. All right. So you guys are slowly walking up. Um, you get to closer to the top. There's no like door up top. There's no like it just kind of opens up into an, an upper area. So hypothetically, you could poke your head up and you would be seeing the floor. The only noise you hear right now is what sounds like very incredibly loud, perfectly regulated breathing, almost. Uh, yep. Sneaky. Sneaky. Sneaky so time. Who's gonna sneak? So someone's gonna have to poke their head up first. So I, I will sneaky. All right. Azir's going to sneakily look around the room. There we go. 24. Azir very silently kind of p- 
pokes his head up. Is hmm? what, plus eight? Yes. Jesus. Yeah, you gave him the boots. <laughs> Reaches his head up, looks around, and does a quick 360 of the room. It's like deja vu with Theravel's place. Tons of bookshelves, tables, and working space, but they're all empty. And looking around for anything, finally, in the final corner of the circular room, is this figure laying on a bed. Looks like he has this weird... Uh, glowing green aura around his mouth. Imagine the way uh, frogs breathe with a big bubble. It's like contracting the same sounds of that heavy breathing you hear. So it's glowing orb around his mouth. It's a very old man who lies in a bed. It's not an elf. It's a a man. Yes. Uh... (laughs) (laughs) For Um, listeners, I made the uh, throat slitting motion. (laughs) He appears to be laying down sleeping. Yes. Like his head is... His, his head's up, yeah. So his eyes would up. be... His if eyes, his eyes were open, they'd be looking at the ceiling. Yes. Okay, I'm going to... Put shaving cream on his head. <laughs> sneaky a little closer. Sneaky. Do I need to keep sneaky rolly? Yeah, make another sneak check. Oh. Uh, 24 again. Uh, as he perfectly walks up, he sees, he peeks over. The man is laying catatonic, eyes open, looking at the ceiling. With this green kind of aura moving up and down his mouth. I, I symbol, si- signal back to the guys. Um, uh, something like uh, you know, my hand like doing a wavy motion. And then like uh, two little feet uh, tap dancing on my palm. And, uh, and then they do like a, um, like a break dance move. Guys, I think there's an old man with a green aura <laughs> around his face in a catatonic state. <laughs> And I do a thumbs up. <laughs> you guys all walk up. So you guys are now all staring over this man lying there as his eyes are pointed up. Suddenly, they dart towards all four of you as the breathing is still there. As he's mother. looking at four people at once. He's trying to say something. Who, who are who are who are you? Uh, <laughs> That's a gross noise. Uh, I'm Sherlock. This is Talon. Over here is Frank. (laughs) (laughs) And we got Thaddeus over here. (laughs) What are you doing here? Um, exploring, carnivaling, carnival. We we reach the middle of the hedge maze. No one's come here for years. I am your son. <laughs> um, we thought that there may have been some bad guys around here. Just trying to find the bad guys. Are you looking for Seidel? <laughs> uh, yeah, Seidel, perhaps, and maybe um, Aureus. Well, you found Aureus. Does that mean Seidel has overpowered you? Seidel. Seidel was a student of mine. I wanted to pair my genius with his knowledge of magic. The thing about Seidel is he's not a sorcerer or a wizard. He's just an artificer. He's just a huge jackass. <laughs> All of his power is from technology, not magic. Many years ago, 
many years after the war, when I hid away after my embarrassing defeat to Aralad, I met Seidel. I instantly saw myself in him, which was a problem. A man so divinely set on greatness could end up the same old villain like me. It wasn't until I refused to grant him all my power that he managed to build machines to perform spells at increasing speeds. His machine he uses consumes magic scrolls, lightning fast, using his hands to dial in the ID of each spell. He left me here not to die, but to live in case he ever needed my expertise again. All my spells have been taken by him, presumably copied millions of times for his own personal library. His final gift was this aura around me that keeps me breathing despite my illness. I don't know where Seidel is or how to find him. I'm very sorry. Where's his machine? I don't know. The machine he uses for spells, he wears at all times. Yeah. So is there an off button? If you can prevent his hands from moving, he's powerless to dial in the spells. Wasn't he wearing, was he wearing gloves? He was wearing gloves. He was wearing white gloves, right? Yeah, purple gloves. And when you took them off, you saw the wires underneath. He had metal wires all underneath him. And each time he cast a spell, you saw this weird eruption from his hands. Mm-hmm. Do um, we have any, like, uh, we have to go back to the reading room and get some of that green goo. <laughs> and, and bind his hands with the green goo. Solved it. So, Orpheus... <laughs> do we do we kill you now? I would welcome it at this point. Well, now I just feel bad. If I can't help you find Seidel, I know nothing. I've been here almost has to be 20 years lying here alone. He must smell pretty bad. No. The spell also makes him smell really good. <laughs> oh. Well, there you go. So the- he's not a bad guy anymore. After I lost an air lad, I became friends with an elf named Perrin. And we actually put aside our differences, trying to start a better world. Funny you mentioned Perrin, because apparently Seidel has kidnapped Perrin. Oh my god. He he can barely move any part of his body. If he's shocked, he's not letting it on because his eyes are always open. He's talking to one side of his mouth. Only seems to be one part of his body that that can move. Uh, Do you know why Seidel might want Perrin? Could it be something to do with the moon blade? (laughs) Perrin's the last person I knew who had control of the moon blade. But Seidel is not worthy of it. 
So I don't know how he could control it. Funny you you say that because we believe that he has some kind of soul transferal device. Do you know how these machines work? Do, like, do they have a power source? Uh, if you throw water on them, do they short circuit? Do they um, you just smash it? The cut only, the blue the wire. The last time I saw one of Seidel's inventions was his magic scroll suit that he uses. That's what prompted our falling out. When I objected to the ability to cast so many spells so quickly, as marvelous invention as it is, it puts too much power in mere mortals. I agree. It kind of sucked when we went against him. Thoughts? Anybody? Do you have any suggestions about how we could disable the suit? No, but I realized something I may be able to help with. Yes? Being friends with Perrin connected us on some level. It's possible with the little bit of energy I have left I could trace the location of the Moonblade which might lead you to Seidel or Perrin. That would be good. Also, I might be able to take the Moonblade. (laughs) (laughs) I heard that. Next time on Roll to Hit. Like the aura globy thing? Yeah. You open it up, it's all gibberish to you. So, it doesn't matter unless it gives me critical hits on all attacks. Like he no longer sounds anything like James Earl Jones. <laughs> Does anybody have a bind hand spell? I snatch it out of the air and run back up and like... Motionless pupils are looking at the area. Sorry if the temperature in here got real hot for a little bit there. We burned everything down. <laughs> it has some sort of language spell on it to make it imperceptible. A coca. Put a mirror under his nose. I can light it on fire. Deck of cards? Want to play some uh, high pie? I got this EMP grenade. But not any stupid books because I don't like stupid books. <laughs> All right, but then I'm going to kill you guys. <laughs> I have ball bearings. We're just going to make them fall left and right. <laughs> the plot thickens. I don't think it thickens. I think we pretty much are set now. It's as thick as it gets. Hey, this is Paul from Roll to Hit, also known as Sherlock Gnomes. Uh, you can check out a lot of other great podcasts at thecommentist.com. That's the podcast network that Roll to Hit is a part of. You can also find us on iTunes and Stitcher. You can find all of our podcasts. So, uh, yeah, please check those out. And uh, thank you. Make sure to subscribe and leave us a comment. And I love you. Uh, I want to figure out what, what my mask does. <laughs> Did it have magical properties? I never had it checked out. You have to listen to every single podcast because he said it. Yeah, I listen to every you. single one. Yeah, I listen to them all. I actually don't remember the mask either. I remember getting the mask and I remember saying, oh, I still haven't figured out what this mask does. I mean, I have a snow globe and I don't know where that came from. I have a box of red clay. I have a gun. <laughs> <laughs> I've been too afraid to use again. Oh, you should have shot their ball. I 